Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning blogger, YouTuber, life coach, badass entrepreneur, manifester, and author. My mission is to awaken and to inspire women to live their best lives now and to find their purpose in life. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and to start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass podcast episodes. I'm really excited to have Alex Manzi with me today. And Alex, if you didn't know, having spent years working in creative industries as a social media producer at companies such as Grey, London, BBC and Spotify, Alex embarked on his own path of self-discovery and creative output. A huge part of this journey has been the birth of Alex's Dreamer Disease podcast, a wellness and lifestyle podcast. Whether it's a discussion about everyday struggles or hearing the story of an inspirational guest, the aim is to inspire the listener to make a positive change in their lives so that they can start becoming the best version of themselves. The podcast has been featured in the top five of the iTunes health and lifestyle charts, as well as having been a featured podcast by Spotify on multiple occasions. So thank you so much, Alex, for being here today. No problem. My pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. I am. So my first question for you today is, when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? And do you class yourself as spiritual? <laughs> yes, 100%. Yes, definitely. Most definitely a lot. That's, my, that's how I would class myself. But my, oh man, my awakening would have been, well, there's kind of like two moments. So my actual awakening slash realization of having been in a sort of downward spiral and, and suffering from like a bit of depression would have happened about five six years ago when uh, I was with an ex-girlfriend at the time and we were in her bedroom having like a you know typical like lover's tiff about nothing and um, she was kind of sat at her makeup counter I was sat on the bed and we were going back and forth about whatever I can't even remember what we were arguing about but whatever it was and all of a sudden she turned around to me and she was like, why aren't you saying anything? Why aren't you saying anything? And I was kind of like, looked at her as if to be like, what? I don't know. What you I don't understand what you're saying. And something in that moment dropped that what I'd been doing was kind of sitting on the edge of her bed in silence, listening to her have a go at me whilst I was kind of responding and having the argument in my head, if that makes sense, and not physically saying anything. And 
something just happened in that moment where I just burst into the tears. And uh, sorry, this has gone super deep so early, but you asked. Um, so I burst into tears and uh, just lay flat out on her bed. And she came over like, oh, what's happening? What's happening? What's wrong? What's wrong? And she was like, what's the matter? What's the matter? And I, I literally couldn't say anything. The only words I could get out, I was like, you know, like, you know, and you're, you're really crying a lot like a child and you're like, <laughs> and you, you can't speak. It was like that. And the only words I could get out were, um, I don't feel like myself. I don't feel like myself. And that's kind of like the moment where I really kind of realized what I'd been living up until that point in my life for probably like five or six years prior to that. And that was a moment of like, the, the tears were like relief, like unhappiness, like confusion, sadness, like just a bit of everything all in one. And it was the first time I kind of not only said it out loud to someone that I wasn't feeling myself anymore, but also kind of admitted it to myself. So that was like awakening moment number one, <laughs> because that was a kind of when I really, like I said, figured out somehow something just the penny just dropped that I'd been suffering for so many years and then I would say the second spiritual awakening was ah uh, do you know I'm almost gonna, I'm gonna say earlier this year you know I was actually gonna give a different story but I'm gonna say earlier this year because this year has been like really full of up and downs but it, what it's really done is it's really helped me understand my character and my beliefs and just more about myself and my wants and how I want to live my life moving forward. And a lot of that was down to some traveling I did in Japan at the start of the year. Um, another part of it was just to some incredible people who I've met this year. And also down to just like reading more kind of spiritual books and kind of just deciding on like slowing everything down in my life and wanting to kind of just live more presently rather than always chasing something and always trying to do something, always trying to like achieve something. I just wanted to like try and be present and live each moment as best as possible. And that's like something that I was kind of, you know, I kind of believed and wanted to do anyway, sort of last year and the year before, but it's really kind of come out this year, like completely. Mm, and you know, it's an amazing story that, from that moment of someone saying why aren't you saying anything like all of this has kind of unfolded um so what were you sort of doing before you spiritually awakened job wise so um so before the first spiritually awakening moment I was so when I left school I didn't go to uni so I did my a-levels I got really bad results I got like d e and u um I went to I didn't go to uni sorry and I decided that I wanted to go straight into work. So my idea was always to try and get work in some sort of creative like business. I wasn't sure what that was going to be. Advertising was always kind of appealing to me because I had my cousin worked in advertising. So it was kind of an avenue for me. Um, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do in that world. And then I ended up not working for like a year and just doing like part-time work in my uncle's like shop on a Saturday and just stuff like that. Um, and then, and I was doing like other stuff like delivery driving and I was working like overnight shifts in like a factory at one point and helping like another family member, like who used to fit double glazing windows. So I was just doing like all sorts of jobs just to earn a bit of money. And then I got a job with a family friend working in a factory, um, which made blank canvases for artists to paint onto. 
Um, and I did that for two and a half years. And I think that's really when like my depression kind of started to kind of set in really, because it was, I was like in a really bad place in terms of like what I was doing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then after that, I, I got jobs, a job working in events and marketing. Um, for, and I did that for a year and a half. And then at the time I was with my girlfriend and had the kind of breakdown slash awakening moment. I got another job and I was working in advertising um, as an assistant TV producer. So lots of different jobs <laughs> and lots of different things. And I was also doing lots of stuff outside of work. So like before the podcast, I, you know, I've been someone who's always had like hobbies and, you know, side hustles, people call them or whatever. But like I had a music blog with one of my best mates at school, which we ran for like seven, eight years that evolved into club nights at regular club nights in London. So we were doing all of that stuff outside of work as well as like our full-time jobs. And that was going on while I was kind of working in advertising and marketing and all those sorts of things. So yeah. And then when I left advertising, I got a job at the BBC for radio one extra looking after their social media channels. Um, and I did that for like four and a half years. I left last summer in August to go freelance. And then since then, I've done some more work at the BBC. Um, and yeah, some work with Spotify, uh, kind of music-based stuff, really, just because of my background. So yeah, it's kind of, it, there's been a lot of different <laughs> steps along the way. It hasn't been like one consistent career, if that makes sense. And you often find that that's the case with lots of people. I mean, I've done a whole array of different things. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's good that you can sort of express your creativity in exactly. ways which really fulfill you, but equally yeah. you're also like following your passion and your purpose yeah. too. And w what made you go from like job to job? I think I just, I was, my story's very similar to yours. I did not know what to do. I, kn I wanted to run my own business, but I didn't know what in, I didn't know what you mm. could do. And obviously when I was in school, you know, things like YouTube, influencers, all this, none of this existed. So for me, yeah. I, my intuition knew that this was what I wanted to do but I didn't know how on earth that would happen so I worked in banking I yeah. then worked as a phone I worked in a phone shop for ages um then obviously went into banking then started up a money saving and couponing website which is what I'm kind of more known for which I sold mm. last year I'd run for six years and now I'm doing this so wow each have positively impacted and that's what I say to people with finding their purpose that each step along the way has guided me it's been needed it's been yeah. all part of the journey but actually sometimes doing what I didn't enjoy taught me what I wanted to do as well I don't know yeah 100% yeah yeah definitely like because I always thought like yeah events and marketing sounds really cool and then I started doing it and I was like oh do you know what this isn't for me and like there was just loads of stuff that happened behind the scenes with that job anyway that kind of just it just played out that it wasn't going to be the thing for me and then I got into advertising I was like yeah really good job like really good company I'm working for I was earning decent money you know I was like 22 23 or something at the time earning like really good money for someone who didn't have a degree and after like six months I was like yeah this isn't this really isn't for me either and again like don't get me wrong that might not have just been the job that might have also been down to where I, I was personally with my mindset and stuff so you know it, it's all dependent but yeah that wasn't for me and then I started doing the social media job at One Extra and I loved it and you know I still hold that really dearly in my heart that that will always be like my favorite job that I've had working for someone kind of thing 
because I did it for so long and I was so passionate about it, but ultimately it wasn't for me. And the thing, the thing that I've always struggled with is like, I've always wanted to like work for myself or have a business, but I've also kind of got like work commitment issues <laughs> because I don't want to like, cause like I said, I want to live every moment presently. Right. So that might mean like, I'm very random at times in terms of like, I went to Japan at the start of this year and I booked it like four weeks before I went and I went for a month. I went to Canada like a few weeks ago and I booked it three weeks before I went. So like I'm very, I can be very spontaneous with things like that. And I find that if I am, if I, if I say to myself like, okay, I'm going to do this, I always feel like I'm tying myself down to one thing. And it's like, I can be super like, you know, I like to do photography. I like to do, I like to travel. I've just started to learn to skateboard because I've decided that's like the thing I want to learn at the minute. And it's like, I, I just come out of all these random things I just want to do. And sometimes I find like if I, if I feel committed to something work-wise for too long, I kind of, I, although I might enjoy the process of it, like the podcast, don't get me wrong. I've got like, you know, nearly 120 episodes of the podcast, like that they don't just happen, but like I enjoy the process of it, but when it starts to feel like work and it feels like I'm tying myself down to something, I start to get like commitment issues with it. <laughs> so mm. I'm always in a weird space of like, I want to do all this stuff and like, you know, build this business for myself. And I've got all these ideas of what the business should be and et cetera. But then when I start to implement them, I start to be like, Oh, actually do I want to do that? I might just want to go traveling for two months next year or, or and it's like, I'm in a place in my life where I spent so long of my twenties and probably my my late teens being very unhappy whereas now in like the last two three years i've been in like the best place i've ever been in is that i really just want to enjoy it i want to enjoy living and i want to enjoy life and i don't want to feel like i'm committed to too much so i'm going through this whole like uh like non-attachment phase at the minute of just like not trying because i'm quite a, i can be quite a Although I said I've got work commitment issues, I've also, I'm also quite loyal in the sense of like I'm loyal to my friends and to the things I have. Like I find it really hard to throw things out, and I find I, you know I'm quite like I like those sort of comforts. So I'm going through this whole non-attachment process of trying to not feel too attached to too many things, so I can be more dynamic and more, you know, live more presently and be more in the moment and just flow with life a bit more. Mm. So you in your work you talk about the one percent rule. Yeah. And how have you used this, and what is it for people who don't know what the one percent rule is? So the one percent rule. So I I came across the one percent rule through what was it? I think I was listening to a podcast like three four years ago. I can't even remember who it was or what what podcast it was, but I just remember hearing this thing about one percent, and it, I think they were talking about business, and they were talking about if you can just like make one percent you know if you can increase your profits by one percent every day then at the end of the year you're going to have a very successful business it was very like that kind of chat but then i, I looked at it and i thought actually do you know what what if i applied that to my life what if i took one percent as a as a principle as a theory and what if i applied that to my life and try to make my life or in, make a positive change in my life every day by just using one percent so I looked at it and, you know, it's not exactly 1% every day, but like that might have been just committing to 10 minutes meditation, you know, that like today, for example, and then tomorrow I commit to 10 minutes again. And then the next day, 10 minutes again. And then over 10 days, I've done 10 days of meditation over 30 days, 30 days of meditation. But if you look at it in, as a long-term thing, so like if I look at 
say from, from today, if I said, right, Emma, I'm going to commit to doing a hundred days of meditation in a row, something inside me is going to go, Oh my God, that feels so scary. That's a hundred. Do you know how long a hundred days is? That's so far. Like how are you going to do it? Whereas if I just said to myself, actually, I'm going to commit today to doing 10 minutes of meditation. That's really achievable. And it's a really small amount of time. So that's just one example of something that I did was like, I started to meditate more or I started to look at having a positive conversation with someone or I went through a phase of like phoning friends while I was on my lunch and just trying to commit to that every day, just that day, not worrying about what I'm going to do tomorrow, who I'm going to call next week, just that day, who do I fancy calling, call a friend, have a five minute conversation. That was my 1%. So it was, it was about looking at really small positive changes that I could implement in my life daily and not worry about the long term, just focus on what I can do today and now. And then over the long term, those 1% build up. Like if you, if you, if I started today and committed 1% every day for the next year, that's 365%. Now the maths itself doesn't actually add up like that. It actually works out to be more like 40% or something because of the way it works. But it, in theory, that was my thinking was that if I can make myself 365% better by this time next year, just by doing 1% a day, then where am I going to be in my life next, this time next year? Like spiritually, men mentally, physically, emotionally. So it's just looking at like different areas of my life that I could, I could apply it to. So like work, going to the gym or like doing stretching or committing to some sort of exercise, exercise every day. Like meditation was one, reading was one, um, listening to like, uh, inspiring podcasts was another, um, just little things like that, you know, just like looking at those areas and going, what, where is the 1% that I can make today? And then just commit to that every day and not worry about the rest. The rest will just fall into place. I love that. And you're so right of, it sounds so much less pressure when you say that 1% a day and it's so achievable for everybody. And it's so true. If you just committed to a habit or a new uh, something you know whether it's self-help related or exercise yeah. health whatever you mean if you just committed to one new thing or trying one new thing a day you know you're gonna have 365 new amazing habits or 365 exactly. new nuggets of knowledge which you didn't know before so no exactly. i love that it's epic so you see even like do you know what's another one that i i thought i thought about was like there was two there was one was like if i read say 10 pages every day Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That's not a lot in a day, really. Like 10 pages probably takes you 20 minutes or 25, 30 minutes, depending how fast or slow you read. But if you did that every day, in 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 a hundred days, that's gonna be a thousand pages. That's like two and a half, three books. Do you know what I mean? So like over the course of a year, if you're doing that every day, just 10 pages, you're going to read a heck of a lot of books in that, in that year. And that's what I did as well. I just committed to, to that. And then the other thing is there's probably someone even now, to be honest, who's listening to this, who like wants to write a book. Like if you commit to writing 200, 250 words a day and just commit to that, once you get to 250 words, stop. If you did that every day for for a hundred days, again, you're going to have written a lot of words. Do you know what I mean? That's like, I can't even do the maths on that one. 25,000 <laughs> words or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's a ridiculous amount, but people like, we don't want to commit to those things if we look at it in a long term. If I said to you, all right, Emma, go and write a book. You're going to be like, whoa, hold on. I'm going to say, I want you to write for me a 400 page book. You're going to be like, whoa, hold on. That's like a big commitment. There's a lot of things I need to do. Whereas if I said to you, Emma, go and write um, 200 words a day for the next 30 days, that seems achievable. And, it's probably, and it probably turns into a 400 page book somewhere along that line do you know what I mean so it's just like breaking things down in a really simplistic way mm, definitely no it's great so talking about morning and nighttime routines what do you do and why do you feel these are important so again it comes down to those positive changes to be honest it was like I, I looked at my life and I thought okay it started to be honest it started with regular exercise like I at this point I'm I'm going to be 32 next month right on by my 28th birthday I had never been to the gym like I'd never signed up to a gym I'd never done a proper workout like nothing like I'd played a lot of football and stuff when I was a kid but that was about it and I've always been pretty fit because I did play football when I was younger but I'd never like stepped foot in a gym or you know any of that stuff so when I was 28 I said to myself right how can I, how can I start to get myself into to shape? Cause I wanted to, to, I made this kind of little promise to myself of like, by the time I turn 30, I want to be in the best place I've ever been in, in my life, spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally. So physically, obviously you think of exercise. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to sign up to the gym. I'm going to start going. And I started going to the gym near where I used to live to like evening classes at like six o'clock, seven o'clock and all this sort of stuff. But then what I found was like after a long day at work, I was just making excuses of like, oh, I can't be bothered. I'll go tomorrow. Like, I'm tired. Like I want to go home. I'm hungry. Or I'm going to go for a drink after work or go meet a friend. Like, there was always an excuse that could be made. So I started looking at it and go, okay, my 1% is going to be going to the gym regularly. So how can I make that happen? And I looked at my day and I thought, actually, if I just got up a couple of hours earlier than I normally do, I can actually start going to the gym in the morning. There's no reason why I can't get up at six o'clock instead of eight o'clock and start going to the gym. So I started doing that regularly, started working out. Um, and then I started incorporating other things into that, like listening to podcasts while I was working out. And then I started looking into it more and I started adding things like reading and meditation. Um, and uh, what else like a gratitude journal and all these little things that I could add into a morning that by the time I've left for work I've almost done like a whole day's worth of stuff in like a, a window of like two hours two and a half hours 
by the time I, le- I was leaving, for, I was fortunate, fortunately working, starting work at 10 o'clock. So I could leave my flat because I was live pretty close at like 9.30 and be at work at 10, which meant I had like three hours in the morning to fit as much stuff in as possible that could straight away make a, a positive impact on my day. So to answer the question of my morning routine, that was why I started a morning routine. And it was, I wanted to do it for the benefits I was getting out of it for all of those different reasons of like spiritually, emotionally, physically, um, and mentally. So at the minute, my morning routine looks a little like this. So I wake up at, my alarm goes off at six. Um, I, first thing I do is have a, I drink a glass of water because it's really good to rehydrate your, your brain because when you're sleeping, obviously you're not, you're not taking in water. So you wake up always wake up dehydrated so it's good to rehydrate your brain waters are also really good to kickstart your digestive system in the morning so i always have a glass of water first thing um then i'll have a banana because i go upstairs i get changed um and then i i head to the gym i'm at the gym for like uh so when i say i wake up at six what i mean is my alarm goes off at six i get out of bed at half six i'm in the gym by seven i do like an hour's workout a bit of, or 40 minutes working out 20 minutes of stretching. Um, then I get home, shower, have breakfast, shower, um, meditate. And then when I'm being really, really good, I'll have like a little gratitude journal that I fill in, but I haven't really been doing that too recently because my morning routine shifted a little bit time-wise. Um, and then when I get on the tube to go to work, I'm living a bit further away from work now. So I've actually got like a half an hour train journey. So I read on the tube. So by the time I've got to work, I've done all of these positive things like working out, meditating. I've had a healthy breakfast. I've had, you know, had a, I've rehydrated my body. I've done my gratitude. I've done my reading. They're all like really, you know, powerful, impactful things. And then in the nighttime, I kind of all, almost like reverse all of the, like the rest of the day. So I'm really big in, on sleep. Like I have to try and get seven hours of good sleep every night to like be working at a good level of like just feeling good. Not, and I don't mean that in like a, work 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 productivity thing i mean like just to feel good and um so what i do is i try to stop so i I kind of probably quite similar to you i work quite late on my laptop because when i get home from work i'll have things to do like edit the podcast or make videos or do some writing or some researching or listening to you know something or whatever so i try to like stop working on my laptop by 10 9 30 10 o'clock normally Um, so that I give myself like an hour before bed when I'm not looking at any screens. And then my nighttime routine is I will meditate again for 20 minutes. Um, I will read when I'm in bed and then I go to sleep and have a nice seven hours sleep. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's cool. And like, I am such a preacher of routine as well, like morning routines, evening routines, just because it really does set you up for the day. And I am such an advocate of a gratitude practice because it literally, oh, honestly, like I can't even begin to explain how amazing I feel from just doing that every Mm. single morning. And the first thing, like as soon as I wake up, I'm just giving gratitude. Like it's an awesome feeling. And definitely to anybody listening who's not doing it, you know, I preach this. (laughs) What's what's your routine? Sorry, what was that? What's your morning and nighttime routine? So my morning routine is I will wake up, um, yeah. try to drink as much water as possible, but I'm not as good as Alex. <laughs> and I will then sort of just get straight on with my gratitude practice because I'm really passionate about sort of doing that first to before I check my phone, before I sort of like get into the grind of work and stuff. 
Um, I'll then sort of pull some oracle cards for the day if I've sort of want some inspiration or advice or words of wisdom, affirmations, things like that. Um, then I'll cleanse my crystals if I feel like cleansing my crystals. If not, then I'll sort of just go on to sort of my worky things um, and then sort of get things up for the day, like my affirmations I post, etc. So I'll sort of gradually ease into work while still being quite relaxed. Um, so that by 10, basically I've got everything done. Um, I'll meditate if I'm feeling really good. But again, that's not every single day. EFT I do sometimes as well, emotional freedom technique, but it really just depends on what I need that day. I'm always very intuition, intuition based rather than I must do this because as I say to like my clients and things, you know, if you are forcing yourself to do it, it becomes a chore. And these daily practices should be joy. They should be fun because especially when you're doing gratitude, if you're just focusing on getting 10 things written down to get an A star or something, then you're not, that's not really the purpose of the practice. The purpose is, is the feeling behind it, you know, mm. the good feeling that you feel. So with anything like yourself, we're going to the gym. If that's a feel good practice to do, you know, it's just doing it, whatever, like, you know, whether it's what Alex does or what I do or something completely different, it's really cultivating a habit each day, which will set you up positively for the day. And obviously, achieve what your goal is here whether it's you know spiritual physical emotional health um and just you know positively being consistent with that by making it manageable and then in the evening um again i will sort of do some meditation if i feel drawn to it but i like to read in the evening i feel a lot more settled to read in the evening um and then i'll do gratitude again in the evening just sort of in my mind i'll sort of go over um, things that have happened throughout the day um, and just give gratitude for little wins or little joy moments throughout the day which have you know made me happy or been a, a nice surprise and obviously mm. my skincare routines come into that as well mm. um, so yeah it's just about looking at all aspects of your life whether it's self-love self-care and just yeah creating a, a practice that works for you essentially yeah have you ever done that thing of like um, it's kind of like a gratitude uh, journal but you write down three things every day on like a bit of paper and then put them into a box and then at the end of the month or at the end of three months you like open the box and go through all those things that you were grateful for and just have like a really nice moment of like ultimate gratitude oh I haven't but that sounds good I think we're all uh, going to be doing that now yeah I mean I haven't done it either but something you said just made me reminded me of it so I'm just thinking actually I might do that this month or like when <laughs> November starts just like do it every day and then at the end of the month be like okay yeah this is this is great i feel amazing well definitely or do it like on new year's eve or something for like yeah yeah appreciation yeah that's a good idea so one of my last final questions to you is what are your top tips for finding your passions in life uh it's a good question i would say uh i think you you, you said something quite um interesting just a minute ago about being like in quite intuitive about it and i think like we we spend a lot of our lives and i know i definitely have speaking from experience i spent a lot of my life kind of doing things that i thought were gonna what i was passionate about but really i was doing them because i thought it was gonna make me look good to other people if that makes sense so um Sorry, I dropped my headphones. Um, an example being, uh, actually, I can't even think of an example, to be honest. But I know there's just things in my life that I've done that have kind of fit in that bucket. Whereas now I'm a lot more like, actually, if I'm 
feeling passionate about this thing, that passion might last for three months, six months. It might last for six years. I don't know. But if I'm feeling it now, I'm going to do it now. And that's how I try to like figure everything out these days is like, how do I feel about this thing now? If I really feel like this is what I want to be doing now, then I'll do it. So an example is recently. So I've got like a weekly newsletter, right? That I send an email out every day, every Monday. Um, well, I should, should send one out every Monday and etc. etc. et cetera. So I have to write it. I have to, you know, compose it. I have to schedule it and all that sort of stuff. But recently I just haven't been in the vibe of it. I just haven't felt it. So I've kind of not been sending as many as I was say six months ago, but now I've started to do a little bit of writing again. I've started to get back into the, the habit of like writing and feeling nice about it. So I've started to get more into actually, I need to start scheduling the newsletter. Um, <laughs> sorry, dog's barking at me and um, scheduled a newsletter again. So it's like, I just tend to go with how I feel about things like skateboarding is another example. I mentioned earlier that I just started to learn like, so I've literally been learning like four or five months and it's just something that right now I'm really into. So I'm going to keep doing it until I get to a point where I'm like, actually, I'm not really feeling this anymore and I'll find something else to do. So it's like, I just try to, to fill my passions in the moment because they change. And it's like, we don't have to have the same passions throughout our lives. Like it's impossible. Like we, we're only human. Our passions are going to change. They're going to come. They're going to go the same with anything else. So it's just like, feel what it is that you're into right now and go with that thing because that thing might take you on a really amazing road that you would never ever in a million years have, have uh, thought about. But at the same time, it, it might turn into a job, but at the same time, it might turn into something else or you might meet some amazing people who become incredibly close friends of yours, but you don't do the, the passion thing anymore, but you, re, you remain friends with these people. So you just don't know about like the opportunities that are going to come to just being more open to like ideas and moments and passions and things like that. So yeah, I think it's for me, it's about just living my passions in the moment like and just rolling with them and like i said like almost like ride the wave until that wave dies and then you pick up a new wave and you ride that one for a little bit so that's how i approach it in a minute yeah absolutely and i couldn't have said it better myself that's what i've done and i know a lot of you know successful people do you know they they follow those intuition moments those waves until they get new intuition or a new download or a new sense of yeah what they sort of want to follow and that i think that's the beauty of how things can evolve and each wave that you do catch will teach you something new which you can use overall in your sort of life path um yeah. So what is one piece of life advice that you would like to leave my listeners with today? Oh, one. Oh, that's, t- that's a difficult number. Um, I would say go with the flow. Let things be what they are. See situations for what they are. Um, and just live moment to moment. Like Live little by little, bit by bit. You know, it is what it is, all the cliches that come with it, but like really just ride the wave of life. Don't try and kind of cling on to that wave and try and make that wave as long as possible and try to think about the wave that you caught before or like the potential next wave that you might catch. Just ride the wave that you're riding and enjoy it while it's there. Love it. So simple, but I love it. It's so true for so many different aspects of our life I love that well it's been such a pleasure talking to you today I'm sure our listeners have 
got some amazing advice on how to kind of flow with their passions and obviously use the 1% rule as well. So thank you so much for sharing that. No problem. And where can my lovely listeners find you if they want to know more about you? Uh, So the best place and the place that I hang out the most is on Instagram and you can find me there at I am Alex Manzi. Um, I'm also on Twitter under the same handle at I am Alex Manzi. Um, where else can you find me? If you want to listen to the podcast, Dreamers Disease, you can find it on pretty much every uh, platform. So that's Apple, that's Spotify, that's you know Stitcher, that's all of them basically. Um, and yeah, if you want to see really bad videos of me skateboarding, then you can find them on my Instagram as well. So uh, <laughs> in case you're interested. I love it. And I will link Alex's Instagram or website down below as well if you want a clickable link too. Well, thank you so much, Alex, for being here. It's been amazing Pleasure. with you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been wicked. And um we'll have to we'll have to reverse it and get you on my podcast at some point. We'll I'm sure we'll we'll figure out a date at some point. Absolutely. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my episodes today. I hope you have enjoyed Alex and I's conversation. As always, you can find more information about Alex in the description box down below, as well as any information about myself, my coaching, you can find it all on emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much guys for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here, because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget to join the conversation over on my Facebook group, Law of Attraction support group as well, which is a free group. So please come over and say, hi and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode which will be next week lots of love guys even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.